Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with our legendary tight end legend, Jason Dunn. JD, how you doing, buddy? What's up, my brother? What's going on? How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm ready for the uh, Super Bowl 54 rematch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got those guys, huh? That's right. We got those guys this week. Hey, and it's going to turn out the same like it did last time. So, you know, <laughs> hey, I can't wait. Can't wait. I hope so. Yeah, they they actually asked uh, Andy Reid if um if a jet chip wasp was still in the playbook. And he said, "No, it's no longer the playbook." <laughs> nah, that's that's morphed into something else. Believe me. So, uh, still gonna be effective, whatever it is they call. Still gonna be a st- still gonna be effective. Yeah, you know, a, a play. So, yeah, it's gonna be good, man. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good game. Good test. Good test, especially after this loss this past week. Mm. Um, and I seen that's something where, where Patrick was talking about refocusing. Like if these guys are gonna be refocused this week, it's a great team to do it against, right? And so mm-hmm. um San Fran's got a good defense. And so it's gonna be a good test for our offense to go against a good defense, uh, put up some points on these guys. And so yeah. And I know as of two weeks ago, that San Francisco's numbers that I, I think someone pulled up like that. Uh obviously this is this is a 2022 ball, but um San Francisco's numbers were rivaling the 1985 Bears defense as far as as certain statistical numbers. And that's, I mean, that was obviously only four weeks into the season, but that was as of two weeks ago. I know since then they took some lumps with the uh, the loss against Atlanta this past week, but San Francisco's defense, no, no joke. No, ain't no joke, man. But hey, shoot, they ain't, they ain't had the Chiefs yet. No, you lose sure. to Atlanta. Hey, <laughs> they they, Atlanta ain't really who you got over there. They, they trying to grab straws to see who they got. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. We come in town. We a whole different. We a whole different animal. So they yeah. better be ready. They better be ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a we got a full on uh, preview for uh, the game this coming weekend. Um, and we also got some free agency news we're going to talk about too as well. That's been kind of a 
taking over the Twitter uh, timelines for everybody in Chiefs Kingdom. The uh, the uh, the potential news of us bringing in a high profile guy. Honestly, I feel like since we started the show, I think every year we've had that. We we, we had Le'Veon the first year, and then we had Josh Gordon last year, and then potentially this guy this year, um, JD. So it's a and another another big name um, big name guy potentially coming to Kansas City. Um, oh, yeah. who is it? No, oh, I like to know. Well, we're we're gonna talk about that in the first topic. Before that, we want to remind everybody to um to uh, subscribe to the Chief Interns channel and also review us on our podcast to be a part of our giveaways. We're trying to give to you guys as we approach the holiday season. We're trying to give away some Chiefs jewelry, you guys. Uh, we have a video uh, that we've shown online, um, and it's also on our channel as well. So be sure to check that out and see what potential giveaways you could get. Um, we're trying to give away some stuff to you guys. All you got to do is subscribe and give us a review on our podcast. So, um, yeah, just do that. And, uh, also make sure to go to the GLD shop and, uh, use our promo code chief concerns for 33% off, uh, anything you want from that website. So if you don't get the giveaway, well, you can probably get the giveaway for yourself. Uh, just using our promo code on the website. So, um, we're happy to give, uh, do that giveaways for you guys. So JD, you ready for the old, uh, to start the other uh, show and hear what that name you're, uh, you want, you want to know about. 100% of course absolutely so who we got what to know so the big news of the week we started off with was Monday we we heard that um, the tree, the Chiefs had uh, restructured Travis Kelsey's contract to create some cap space immediately everyone just kind of like oh my gosh what are we talking about we're creating cap space for what um, and then Chris Sims uh, yesterday of NBC Sports says he's heard the Chiefs are making a run at Odell Beckham Jr. And uh, Travis Kelsey uh, was asked on his New Heights podcast from his brother um, if something was going on, uh, if OBJ was going to come because that's what the move was for. And Kelsey said he had no idea. He just said his agent calls him Saturday, said, hey, uh, they want to create cash space. Um, we're going to restructure your contract, which means I'm going to get my money now. And he was totally fine with that. Um, but he said, quote, uh, he thinks there's a move in the air um, and move could be coming. But he also did say in that same breath that he's heard nothing about OBJ coming to Kansas City based on anything he's heard at the facility and anything. But that doesn't mean that the you know, that doesn't mean that OBJ is not coming. Just he just hasn't heard anything. Right. So JD, we've ta- we broached the topic a little bit last year, a little bit when it was either Josh Gordon or OBJ, uh, and then uh, one of our uh, post game shows we kind of touched on him a little bit. But what would you make of OBJ potentially coming to Kansas City? Um, and how would he fit? And also, uh, Aaron Wilson at Pro Football Network also verified all his reports, too, saying that the Chiefs are a major uh, threat to sign uh, Odell Beckham Jr., but also some, among five other teams. But the Chiefs are the major team right now. So what do you think of OBJ's fit in Kansas City? Chiefs are the major team uh, so far is what we're talking. Uh, what do I think about the fit? Uh, I think, you know, a talent like OBJ, of course, uh, would fit probably in, in any offense, uh, except the one that, that Mayfield is is at the helm of, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, we ain't Baker Mayfield down here, man. We got Patrick Mahomes, and he gets the ball to everybody. And so when you have a guy that's talented as, as Odell Beckham Jr., uh, who, who can catch the football like no other, um, can run great routes, uh, I mean, that's just another weapon. Uh, it's another it's another arrow in your your uh your quiver, right? That's what it is. And so why not, you know, try to get a guy like that here? So the the fit, and I, I look at it like this. We got talented guys already. Okay. We got MVS, we got Juju, we got uh Sky Moore. We know the number one is gonna be Travis Kelsey. We got McCole Hardman, okay? Uh 
We got uh, Justin Watson. And so we got guys that are here. Uh, another guy like like that who was a high-caliber guy, high-talented guy like OBJ, we're just going to add on to our offense. And so he's uh, he's he's one of those dudes, man, that, that could really light light it up. He could absolutely light it up. Uh, I think the question, the, 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 the bigger question is, uh, when he comes back, how effective will he be off of this second ACL injury, right? I mean, that's the concern of it. And so when you're talking about back-to-back two years of ACLs, uh, Terrence, uh, that's, I mean, that's that's concerning. You know, let's just be honest. That, that is a concern that you have to have as an organization. And so if you're able to have a guy like that here with this type of talent, uh, clearly it's going to be, um, it, it just improve everything. But like I said, you always had to have the concern about how this guy is going to pan out injury-wise. Mm-hmm. Now, from what I understand, uh, he's talking about probably return is going to be somewhere like mid-December, right? That's, that's what that's what he's projecting right now to getting out on the field is mid-December. And so even if you sign him here, he's not going to be ready. He's going to be learning offense, trying to get some things right, getting ready, uh, which is good. You know, just kind of learn everything, see everything, uh, just being in the facility – uh, and so what I've heard, he's a pretty bright guy. Uh, so he, he would, no, nah, he, he, he'd be tremendous in this offense. He really would. So, uh, okay. So we talk about the veterans we brought in before and I, I've seen a lot, there's a mixed bag. You have a lot of people who are excited about Odell Beckham, but then you have people say, well, we brought in Le'Veon that didn't work out. We brought mm-hmm. in Shady that didn't really work out. We brought in Josh Gordon and obviously, you know, we know how that ended, right? Um, what do you say to the people who are skeptical as far as we have a complex playbook? Odell wouldn't, wouldn't be able to come in right away and, and make a difference. Uh, I, I think uh, a guy like Odell uh, probably wouldn't take him that long to learn this. I mean, this offense to at least to get him some play time, right? I mean, you just want his presence out on the football field. He knows how to get open. He knows how to find windows and find holes. So you could, you know, until he really learns the whole offense, you could just have him, you know, learn a, a portion of what he needs to do in certain plays and certain packages you can have him in, uh, you, you know, if you will. And so, you know, we, we you, you just had to see. You had to see, you know, how his retention of the information is, right? I mean, that's the main thing is like when he comes in, hey, what do you do on this play? What do you do on this play? What do you? And, and so when you sit in meetings, kind of running around, he's watching everything. The thing is he has some – some guys here that came from other teams to kind of help out with maybe the terminology of like, Hey man, this, it, we called it this over here. This is this route. This is this concept over here. And so this is what they look and they want from you. And so it's, it's good to have kind of, you know, veteran guys who, who have been in different systems before can help with that transition also too. And so Patrick Mahomes, you know, Travis Kelsey he seemed like he was very excited, you know, just even saying his name uh, with that type of uh, talent uh, uh, being possible. Mm-hmm. To get a guy like that up to speed, I don't. I don't think that'd be an issue at all. And so, like I said, if he's not, if you're not le- even looking to get him out on the field until like mid December, or toward the end of December, all he had to do was just soak in all that information he can possibly uh, to get ready. Yeah, and people forget too. I mean, when we got Josh Gordon, I think the first game we had him, we can't. He played on that Buffalo Bills game the, the following week after we signed him, and yeah, had, like he may not grasp the playbook to a full extent, but. He was on the field that very next game, and he had to catch that game. I mean, I, well, I can't speak to him not grasping the playbook from beyond that and why he didn't get more touches, but he did play that very next week. So, like, that, I mean, it was capable for these, get these guys acclimated fast for 
you know, maybe a couple plays. Yeah, well, look, and, and also, too, we got to we got to realize that, you know, some of the systems that that Josh was in is different than the, some of the systems that Odell has been in. Mm-hmm. Odell is a he's more of a slot guy. And so, you know, he's he's used to kind of finding, like I said, those holes and in the middle. And so he does a lot of the mesh routes, the crossing routes, uh, you know, hitches, you know, some goes up, 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 up the up the field. Josh is one of those, like I say, a big receiver. So you have maybe some some post, you know, he might, you know, running, you know, fade ball, uh, running some some deep in routes, you know, middle reads and all different things like that. Bodying up. I think those things is what is geared toward his skill set. That's why it was more difficult to have him in this office because I always said this is a smaller guy's offense. It is it's just it's a smaller receiver's offense. Mm. And so when you have a guy like that, it 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 challenges somebody who has a different uh a body type mm-hmm. you know uh skill set and so i uh, almost look at it like like alan robinson out there with uh with the rams yeah it's like how come he, look this dude is is electric has been how come he's not getting the football and so what you seen was okay we need to figure out how to use his skill set and last week they did it you seen he threw one up top he went to go get it did a skill set through one back shoulder went to go get it mm-hmm. and so you see like okay these are the things we need to do with this guy. And so Josh was kind of more in, in, in that, that vein of, of, of type of skill sets. Odell Beckham Jr., slot guy, runs like Juju, Sky Moore and all those guys, he's that same body type. So he's finding the window, finding the hose. I, I don't think it would be difficult as far as him coming in uh, and giving us something. I, I don't at all. Yeah, and we saw last year he came right in with uh, McVay's offense, and from that first Monday night game against the Niners, he was uh, all systems to go. I mean, he, he was he was he was right in there in the mix right away. I think he had like like like, like five grabs that game. So like yeah. they had, I mean, they said they had a set of number of plays that were designed for him, like packages for him. But like you know, Andy Reid can do that. These guys can Ooh. do that for him. They had Robert Jones, Cooper Cooper Cup, right? That's, that's the guys they had out there, smaller guys. And so it's like okay. You know, this is the offense that we run. And I'm sure McVeigh's like, hey, man, it's, it's real easy. You'll be able to pick this thing up. This is exactly what we're trying to do here offensively. This right. is what we're trying to attack, right? This is what we, you know, we want the defense to see. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's what it was a lot easier for him to understand. It was like, okay, well, shoot, I, I've run this before. This yeah. is something, you know, I'm used to. And so if you, if you go ahead and, and condense it down to where I can, you know, like I said, retain this information of, of what the plays are, hey, I'll I'll come to speed of getting the entire offense down, but I with these packages I I'm good. Yeah, I can yeah. do that. It's not a problem. So, uh, I don't know. So here I, I will say this. Okay, uh, as much as we're we're pushing uh, for Dale Beckham Jr., uh, I still want us to run the football. Okay, yeah. let me let me just I just want to say that. Okay, we know we pass it all around the place. I, I don't think. Uh, passing the ball is that that, that uh, is our is our what's name it is Achilles heel. Yeah. I think running the football is our problem. That's part of our issue is establishing the run because the run will open up the pass. We got to keep saying this just because. Hey, I think it's important. Everybody else thinks it's important. And so, uh, when you have a guy like this, absolutely he's going to be open. Absolutely he's going to be a weapon out there. You know, he can get some blocks too. He does a good job blocking out there. Uh, yeah. You know, on the perimeter. Uh, but shoot, man, let's. Hey, let's get the ball to some of these, these jokers in the back, in the backfield, and run the ball a little bit more effective. Okay, whether it be Ceh, McKinnon, Pacheco, Rojo, we ain't seen him yet. Yeah, we ain't seen him. So, you know, man, 
I'm going to keep pushing and politicking to run the football even more, right? I love the passing. We got the greatest quarterback in the world, okay? I just want to run the football because I want to take a little bit of pressure off of him yep. and him getting tattooed sometimes against uh, some of the things that we see defensively. Mm-hmm. And, and we saw what Josh Allen was able to do last week when uh, Singletary was able to get about 90 yards and the 15 carries. I mean, things opened up for him, you know. Well, that, that, that was the difference in the game. When yeah. you start looking at it, that's the difference. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you're not you're not looking at second and long or third and long. And so when it's something is, you know, easier to manage because it's third and short or second and short, you know, running the football is one of those things that you got. You just got to be able to do uh, effectively and efficiently, especially yeah. in this league. So, yeah, you know. uh, hopefully. And, and you know what? Regardless of something, I looked earlier um, at the free agent class next year. For, and I know it's, it's way too early, but. If the running game situation continues in this in the kind of trajectory that's going in right now, where you know we're not really getting much from it, yeah. that pre Asian class next year, running back wise, is pretty good. I mean, it's like, you go ten, it's you go ten deep. I, I saw Cream Hunt, Josh Jacobs, um, Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison. Um, I'm forgetting a bunch of other guys, but it's it's a very deep list of, of running backs. So, worst case, okay. it, it, the trajectory of this running back kind of stays the same. This running back room stays the same. Yeah. There's going to be options in the offseason, and running backs don't get paid that much, so you know we can maybe go get somebody. Yeah, I, you know, I just I just thought it was important to just bring that that point up. You know what I mean? I, I just you know, hey, we we could get everybody here, you know, uh, catching the football, no yeah. doubt about it. Um, uh, I think you know we we need to have something up front so these guys can start teeing off on some of these linebackers at the second levels and some of these corners and all of that. Um, that we could be more balanced offense and i'm just for us balance is 60 30 right yeah. 60 30 10 maybe something like that 60 60 40 we're looking at maybe True. 70 30 i'm sorry that's what we're looking at more that's our balance right yeah. instead of the, the 90 10 mm-hmm. yeah 60 30 yeah 60 40 i'm sorry <laughs> quite frankly if it continues to go this way rojo might be rojo could be someone we we, we need to see i think i i think regardless i think we need to see him at some point this year we have to and I know it's gonna be right now. He's inactive every game, but like, I think we just need to activate him and see what, see what we got. But, I mean, what's it gonna hurt? I mean, I mean the, the man can't do any worse. Yeah. I mean, we know what he's, he's he was able to do down there in uh, in Tampa. So, hey, he can't be he can't be any worse. Believe me. Yeah. And so I, I think I think he might have a little spark. He might have a little bit of uh, you know, a little fire up underneath him because he hadn't had a chance to play. And the joke the joke is fresh. Yeah. He got, he got fresh legs. You know what I mean? So that, that's probably your, your your best bet, bringing somebody like that in who ain't had no licks at yeah. practice or out there on the field. Bring old fresh legs in. Oh, mm-hmm. fresh legs. Boop. <laughs> Bring them in. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Rojo. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen, like, some fans out there who are just, you know, obsessed with Pacheco. Um, and he's got potential. You know, we don't we, we don't know what his ceiling is. Right. But we haven't really seen it yet. So it's not like he has that job locked that we need to feed him more carries. Really, you know, outside the Buccaneers game, I really haven't we haven't seen much, right? You could say he hasn't really gotten many carries. But when people bring up Rojo, people are like, oh, well, you know, he dominated against the Packers, uh, like th- uh, twos and threes. Well, so did Pacheco. And Pacheco's getting carries in the in, in, in the in the games and stuff. So let's let's see what we got with Rojo too. So, yeah. Right. It's there's no disparaging marks against Pacheco at all. Yeah. Just like you know, you you want to see what you got. I mean, you got a guy here for a reason. So, yeah. you know, if you got a guy coming here and he, and he's your best window cleaner, 
you know, you ain't going to sit, have him sitting over here and watch the window get dirty the whole time. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Got somebody else in here doing this. Like, man, this is supposed to be the best guy. Let's put him in here and see yeah. what he can do. And so why not try it? Why not? We're not paying him one year five mil just to be a scout team running back. <laughs> yeah, they, come on. No, we <laughs> shouldn't do that. I said we ain't going to, but we shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, JD, uh, so they say the teams for Odell um, are between, is between us, Buffalo Bills, the Rams, Ravens, and Packers. If you were to make a case, you were to talk to Odell and just to make a case for why Chiefs over the other teams, what, what would you what would you tell him if you were to watch this clip? Because I'm gonna clip this, I'm gonna put it on Twitter. If you were to, if you were to watch this clip, what, what would you want him to get out of this? Well, it's real simple. The real simple is you're gonna play for uh, an AFC championship, and not only that, but also a Super Bowl. And so you know you got a guy that has an arm that can make any throw. He's gonna get the ball to you if you open. Hey, it's a no-brainer. You, you, you're going to a winning organization. The, the the pinnacle of everything in the NFL has been coming through Kansas City. And so we need to understand that. It's this there's it's not even uh like even a question, right? You could say Ravens, you could talk Bills and stuff. The the guys that's been on top over the past four years, Kansas City Chiefs. Primetime, premier team. Best organization in football, Kansas City Chiefs. And so if, if you like going to L.A. and all these other places in New York, this is a nice halfway point everywhere that you need to go. So that's another thing, though, too. But I, I, don't, I don't see why you wouldn't want to go here and go play with the best quarterback in the business. You know, you had a bad time in Cleveland. You know, you got out there with uh, with, with Stafford, did a pretty decent job. But you want to play with the best? Hey, Kansas City Chiefs, no-brainer. Could use it. And Airhead Stadium, the field, that's real, that's real grass right there. It ain't artificial turf. Yeah, real grass. That yo, that give, that that day. You want to take care of that ACL and that knee? Perfect place. When I'm telling you, uh the grounds crew out in Kansas City, they make sure, man, the place is impeccable. I'm telling you, it's it's nice. Is 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 the fans are incredible. The whole ambiance, environment of Kansas City, you cannot beat it. Best organization, best fans. That, without a doubt, Kansas City. That's the place to be. Odell, you heard you heard the man. <laughs> you heard the man, Odell. <laughs> All right. Okay. So transitioning to the other thing. So. Uh, there was two fields of thought here when this the the, the restructure um, of Kelsey's contract happened. It was either oh Odell, or are we looking to go fill something up out on defense? Maybe the edge rusher, D tackle. So my question to you: uh, If OBJ is not the target of this freeing up cap space, what would be a position or need or player you'd want uh, for us to either sign or trade? And the names I've seen online either range from Nabakum soon who uh, Sue is a free agent, so we just sign him. We don't draft capital involved. But there's a lot of players who people are speculating that could be available. And I'm just going to list the players out there. Um, Carolina's uh, Brian Burns, uh, edge rusher, and then you got uh, DJ Moore, receiver. Bears, Robert Quinn, another name that we talked about in the offseason. Um, another name I've read is Washington's Montez Sweat, edge rusher. Um, and then some are suggesting that Josh Allen could be had from Jacksonville who played with Joe Cullen um, as, at, uh, in Jacksonville. 
So my question to you, JD, is who would you want us to either sign or trade draft capital for? And what position of need do you think is the top, the top right now for us? Uh, position of need. Uh, I was saying this, I, I said this last year when we was going through the draft, is defensive end, pass rusher. That that's that's what we need. That's the need, and so uh, you know, I question why we didn't go after two pass rushers in in the draft in the, the first few rounds, uh, getting guys in here, uh, and we just didn't. You know, I just you know we just went in a different direction, and I kind of cr- crashed my head at it because I understand that okay, well, what we're gonna get out of Frank Clark, we're gonna get out of some of these other guys um, that we bring in free agency, and it seemed like a lot of guys that that other teams were signing. We had a chance and we we passed on them. We passed because it was either it was too expensive for us to have, or they just felt like, hey, we wait for another guy to come up, right? And so before we know it, uh, we was kind of sitting back and holding the bag, like, okay, well, where's everybody at? And so we ended up signing Carlos Dunlap. He's, he's been doing a, a decent job. I think he, you know, he's been he's actually been a pleasant surprise, man. I, I like his game. I think he's been giving a lot of pressure. Uh, but kind of going back to what we were talking about. Uh, if I had my druthers, if I had my choice of guys to get, two guys completely jump out on me. All those other guys, all the guys you named are, are good guys. Every single one of them guys are guys that can play ball. But two that jump out, man, is Josh Allen and Brian Burns. I mean, it's just to me, if I'm going after like youth, guys that's effective right now and watching them play how they come after the football and pass rushing, come on now. I, I'm, I'm going after the young guys. I'm going after Brian Burns and Josh Allen. And so if we can do something to kind of get those guys here, I think that is a that is a, a piece that once you get here, he'll stay here for a long time. He's going to be effective. I mean, you know what I mean? We, we're catching guys at their, at their youth right now. Where they're, you know, they're starting their career off. And so uh, that would be perfect. And so we know probably next year, we don't, you know, uh, Frank may not be here. He'll probably, you know, part ways with with Frank. I don't know how everything's going to go, but I, I, I would bank on getting a, a, a pass rusher in here that's going to be here for a long time. Uh, Robert Quinn is one of those guys that just, you know, he's older, right? I mean, he had a great year last year, but, you know, he's, he's an older guy. So if, you, if you're trying to, you know, invest in a guy for the future, get one of these younger guys, some of these younger uh, 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 sack guys, mm-hmm. right? And so I just see a lot of, I just see a lot of potential. I love these two guys uh, with uh, uh, Brian Birds and Josh Allen. I, I just love their game, man. And they, they bring it every single play. That's what I like about it. And one of the things that uh, I've seen online with in regards to Brian Burns, for example, say the Carolina is going to want a first round pick for him. And we, kn- we already know what kind of caliber player he is, right? Yeah. But take us back to the conversation you we had during, around the offseason and during the draft. Remember when there was there was kind of something floated around that Clark Hunt did not want Veach trading that first round pick this year's draft because we're going to be hosting the draft. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to now, we're in this predicament right now where this guy could be had for a first round pick, and he's still on a rookie deal. Um, he's young. Um, would we? Would you trade that first round pick for Brian Burns, even though Clark Hunt wants that first round pick for the to, to, while we host the draft next year? I mean, I think it's team first, right? Yeah, I mean, would, are we are we looking at the optics of like just having a first round pick, or are we looking at having the experience and having somebody who is effective that's going to come in and be a baller? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Like, no, we don't want to give us away because we want to keep the first round pick. 
because it's, you know, we hosting with the whole city. I don't know. I don't know if I can win that, go with that argument. Shoot, if we can get this guy and he can make us win, like right now, we don't have to develop a guy in like one or two or three years. Hey, hey, come on in. Bring him on in. And so I, I don't, you know, I know uh, the, the hunts and everything. They, they're thinking about those things. And so, you know, having Veach, you know, he's a willer and dealer, you know. So if it works for the team, they'll have a guy like that in here. You know, hey, we'll, we'll go and give him a first round pick. Hey, but we make every we'll, we'll make it a point that every single person that comes up to the podium who's getting chosen, you're going to see a big old Kansas City, you know, just, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're going to make sure you see where it's at. Right. So, uh, yeah, Kansas City doesn't have a draft this year, but they got a show. They did get a great uh, sack uh, guy, you know, good defensive end in uh, either Josh Allen or Brian Burns. I like that conversation. Yeah. So uh, I'm not opposed to that. Not at all. So. Yeah. But between Josh Allen and Brian Burns, you would have no, um, you wouldn't care either way. Do you have, would you have uh, preference? I mean, considering Josh Allen did play with Joe Cullen, our D line coach, I mean, would that be a leg up for that reason? Uh, you know what? I, I like Josh Allen. You know, Josh came from UK. I know, you know, people that know him and, and you know, talk highly of them. I watched him out there, man. And so he's, he's, I mean, he's a stud out there. No doubt about it. Yeah. I think Brian Burns, what he has about him is, uh, He's got a lot of being. He's got he's got a he's got a mixed bag of stuff, man. He does. He's he's got a lot in his repertoire. So kind of watching him, man. He's uh he kind of reminds me and like at the you know, really kind of watching him. Uh he has like that that frame, like 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 Parsons, you know what I'm saying? Like it's real thin. Yeah. He kind of get up the field. He he can man, when I'm talking about when he gets low and that being on somebody, it's over once he gets on you. So I think, you know, one of the things he had to work on, of course, was his strength. And he's, you know, he has like that frame, but it's a little thinner frame. But shoot, when you pass, you know, rushing the pass, all you need to do is make sure nobody get their hands on you. Mm-hmm. Shoot, you, you just chopping down hands at that point. Mm-hmm. As long as you ain't letting nobody get in, in, engaged, hey, you'd be fine. Yeah. So uh, Josh, of course, we call him maybe a preference, right? Stronger guy. I like him. Uh, Brian Burns, shoot, I like him too. Mm-hmm. Real tip for tap, man. Seriously, yeah, I I'd be okay with either one of them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, them. I wouldn't have a problem with it. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think more so. I I've seen more speculation that Carolina's looking just to blow it up and have as many draft picks as possible. So I think that's more realistic getting Burns than it is Josh Allen. Um, based on what I, based on what I've read, I really haven't heard much from the. Jaguars trying to trade some of their, their young pieces on that. But I do know the Carolina speculation is they're he- hearing calls for all, all their guys, uh, DJ Moore, uh, McCaffrey, Burns. And we saw, you know, them trading uh, Robbie Anderson this week. Not same caliber as Burns, but, you know, they are trading guys. Right, right. I just, man, look, I, I look at it. It's just another weapon in your arsenal. It's another guy that you know you can bring in defensively that's going to help out your team right now. And mm. so with our, 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 and talented linebackers are very young and talented secondary. Uh, and that would just absolutely make the defense that much better. Yeah, absolutely would. And so I'm not opposed to that at all. I, I, seriously, that, 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 that'd be a great choice. If we was able to get a deal done, I'd do it. Yeah. You know? but that's me. I don't know. Hey, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be a good GM, J.D. Uh, I think I would too. 
I think I would too, Marcus. Believe me. <laughs> Um, I, I will say if that were to happen, I think going from talking about our DN being kind of the weakest spot of our team, like in the off season, probably one of the best. Cause then you're talking Burns, Carloftis, Dunlap, uh, Clark becomes more like a fourth guy. Uh, Mike Dana. Um, there's just so many guys on the, on the edge spot. I mean, that, that'd be, that'd be amazing if we, we could get that, but I mean, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll see mm-hmm. if that ends up coming to fruition. Oh man. Gosh, that'd be great. I will say, uh, you know, talk about you know you being a GM. Why is it that the NFL there's not many former players have come into being the GM spot? Whereas you see that more in basketball, where you got guys like Elton Brand, GM, uh, James Jones. Um, you, see, you see a lot more in basketball than you do in the NFL. I mean, why, why is that? It is. I I say probably because some of the relationships uh, in football. Uh, in the NFL and how it is in the uh, uh, NBA is different. Mm. To be honest with you, yeah. got a much smaller group of guys that's a little bit more intimate with you know upper management and all that. Um, I think it's part of the reason. Mm. And so, um, you know, maybe some of the owners and whatnot just think like, "Hey, look, I can't have this guy was <laughs> you know getting lit behind closed doors actually you know working against me." Yeah. You know, like, "Hey, we're gonna make sure we have the, the same." You, you know, the uh, uh, same go at it, 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 it hand. Yeah. So I don't know. It could be it, but I, I that's what I think. I think NBA is just it's just a little bit different uh, animal. I do. I just think sometimes relationships how how they're just developed is a tad different. Yeah. And so uh, it's easy for those guys to kind of transition into uh, like that executive you know, role. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Next, I, I always I always wonder that's like is you, you you see oh the GM of this like the GM of this team you look into him like oh what what did he do is like oh well he played like a T three school but he was a scout for a long time then he ended up being a GM it's like interesting so a guy I mean he never played at that level but he's the GM um it's, it's yeah it's very interesting because you see in basketball it's more so guys who actually did were in the trenches who did play and they yeah. are the GM so I just I was well, curious I, those. I, but I, I I agree with you that there should be more. I, I think it's, that opportunity should be presented to more guys. No, no doubt about it. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, I would prefer it that way. Yeah, it, it just makes sense to me, right? It just makes sense to have a guy like that to come in that understands football, understand guys and, and whatnot that could that could do a great job mm-hmm. uh, in the front office as being a GM. And also, you you all not only is it the talent aspect. You understand the contract negotiation aspect as well, since you were involved in that, since it was your contracts we're talking about, right? So, like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, a little bit more personable, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, man, look, I, look, I've been, I've been on the other side. I know how that feels. I understand what that is. Look, I tell you what, I'm gonna treat you fair. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna make sure that we take care, we treat you fair, that we care about you. And so sometimes you you need to know that that person that is across from you is. uh is you know got your best interests at heart. Mm. Sometimes you might see at the GM is like, man, who is this guy? This you know this 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 pistol neck dude that I can't really trust. And, you know, fluffing me up for whatever. Mm. Right? How can I trust that? And so yeah. I got to go from his word. Not saying that they, but but also too, uh, we know that that their interests may be more so uh, geared and aligned toward the owners as opposed to the players and just being kind of like the catalyst between them both saying like, look, man, let's get this thing together. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that, man, come on. I think that's a match made in heaven, to be honest with you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's and it's it's funny because it's it's, a, it's the same reason why when you you see like podcasts, for example, yeah. the ones that are the ones people want to hear from the most are the ones where former players are involved because mm-hmm. you have that picture behind the scenes. We get the views from the, the bleachers and stuff, and what we see the press, the podiums, and Instagram posts. But you guys are actually behind the scenes, seeing that you're on the you're on the field. You're 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 you know you're you're there. You're you are the main event. You are what we're watching. So yeah. that's why, and like beyond podcasts, we go into the NFL world. You guys know what you're looking for. You 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 know you know what works, what doesn't work. You know the contract negotiation stuff. You know all that stuff. So I mean, it, it it's weird that it's not more like John Lynch uh, is one. Um, uh, I mean, what's the name? It, um, um, quarterback. Elway. Uh, Elway. Yeah. And that that's, so, that's that's two in what? How many? How many years? I mean. Right. I'm, sure, I'm sure there are more than that, but like, it's very small. That former very, very that small, right? Very uh, small. Matt Millen, another one. Matt Millen, yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's probably that's probably a bad example because he, he whiffed on a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt Millen, man, was just arrogant. He was just so stubborn that he just didn't want to. He didn't want to change in his ways a lot of it, and he, and and that's what you can't do. You can't be that guy, mm-hmm. right? You can't be that guy. Oh, uh, so. Yeah. yeah, good question. It's very interesting. Yeah, because I, I was watching an NBA game earlier, and I was like, you know, I was it was Sixers game last night. I thought about Elton Brand, and I was like James Jones. I was like, okay, I, I mean, these are and these are younger guys too. I mean, they they just yeah. they they just played. I mean, El Brand played four years ago, and then all of a sudden he's a, you know he's the GM of the Sixers, and it's like, oh okay. And then you think about it more, like that doesn't really happen in the NFL, and it's just wild to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Man. I uh, hopefully hopefully that does happen. Hopefully we start to see more, more of that, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy that it's these scouts that become the GMs of the entire team. And it's like, what wait, what did that guy play? Oh no, he didn't ever play football. He, you know, he's always been, you know, his dad was a coach and you he, you know, you go to the games with his dad and watch it's like, okay, well, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But some of these guys are successful. So yeah, yeah man. It's, it's about, you know, you hand the keys over. Yeah. So you trust the person you give them the keys to. That's that's that's, that's the real question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And, and like you said, the owners have a, have a big hand in that kind of the alignment aspect of that too. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure at some point we're, we're, some teams going to do that in the future. We're going to see a younger, like former player who just maybe retires. Like a couple of years later, he becomes the GM of the team he retired for, and I, I could totally see that. it's going to happen at some point. And then we're going to start seeing that direction. And NBA, I will say that NBA is one of those few leagues that kind of is the head of the game in a lot of aspects where you start to see other pro leagues kind of follow, follow in line with that. I, I would say as far as being, being the kind of the first to do stuff, NBA kind of d- d- does that first. And then you start to see other ones kind of fall in line. Right. Right. So. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so it's San Francisco 49ers week and uh, it's the rematch of Super Bowl 54, Super Bowl LIV where we famously won the, the nice little comeback jet chip wasp. Um, so this week we're kind of playing as much as we say it's been a couple of years since that Super Bowl. A lot, a lot is you know kind of not changed over there in that San Francisco team. Um, yeah. Obviously, they still have Kyle Shanahan as their head coach, um, and they still like to run the ball uh, even without Eli Mitchell. They still, they're still uh, toting the rock with uh, their kind of their hodgepodge of guys with Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, and Debo Samuel. Um, but that's kind of where I want to go with this question here: is the fact that we've had trouble over the last two games with the Raiders, Buffalo Bills. 
being able to stop the run. Josh Jacobs had his, I think, career high against us. Um, and then Singletary, it wasn't his career high. It was, it was up there with his career high last week uh, as far as rush yards against us. Um, this week, we got some of our Calvary's coming back. We got Trent McDuffie coming back. Um, and it looks like Willie Gay will be coming back as well. And, you know, you can spell him and Darius Harris. I think we have some good uh, linebackers at, at that position also, Bolton. But... How do you th- do? You see a different kind of game plan that we'll that we'll see this weekend versus the, what we saw over the last two weeks against the, the Raiders and the Bills, as far as how we kind of line up um, defensively, uh, knowing that we've gotten gashed over the last two weeks from r- running the ball. Uh, I mean, I think so. I think our emphasis is you know to stop the run, stop uh, Debo Samuel, you know, stop uh, what's the other guy with Hasty or something like that. Uh, Jeff w- Jeff Wilson Jr. Wilson Jeff Wilson Wilson right. So Wilson is out there, man. And, you know, so. That, that would probably be the emphasis right now this week is making sure you stop the run. You you want Jimmy G to beat you throwing the football, right? And so that's just kind of reality. And uh, they got talented guys, man. They do. Uh, shoot, uh, it was Ayuk or whatever his name is. He out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, you talking about Kittle? I mean, so they got some guys out there on the outside that that can go and catch the football. They can do some damage, but their their main uh, thing that they do is they come through the run. And so they got that, you know, the Swiss Army Knife and, and Debo Samuel who could do it all. And so, you know, you stop him and get some, steal some pressure on Garofalo, run some, some, some nice little blitzes. Hey, I think, I think those things that hit home, I really do. And so, but we did, we definitely got to stop the run, no doubt about it. We just can't, you know, get them going. Uh, but I, you know, look, man, I think, you know, I, I like, you know, Willie Gay coming back. Uh, Harris did a good job, you know, filling in for him. I mean, he did a, a tremendous job, actually. Mm. Uh, that just looked like a, you know, just a regular starter to me. I, I didn't think we fell off that much from the linebacker core yeah. uh, at all. But I know Willie's going to come in and he's going to be ready. He's going to be uh, excited to get back in, you know, with the action uh, to make some tackles out there on the football field. So that, that'd be good. You know, our emotional leader, right? Our emotional leader is getting back out there on the field. And so I know he's going to be ready for this game. And and he, you know, while Harris did well um, in playing in that position, I mean, Willie Gay's probably the most athletic guy on our defense. I mean, he's just kind of a – he's an athletic freak. I mean, he can play on the field. Um, and he's a great coverage backer as well. I mean, he's 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 great. Um, yeah. One thing, the Niners will have Trent Williams uh, back too for this game. That's what the reports are. He'll probably be yeah. playing too. So that's going to kind of add another little element to the uh, – kind of what they want to do as far as in the trenches. Yeah, that's a big piece. That's a big piece for them. Shoot, they they needed to have the 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 monster back. You know, that's their guy. That's the shoot. Mm-hmm. That's the man. So hey, okay, let him come back. We won't dust him off too. He shows up. Um, we talk about Willie Gay and Harris, the linebackers. Um, there was a, a few tweets from people in uh, Chiefs Kingdom, kind of the, the, the guys who break down videos and stuff, and you know always talk about plays. and And I, I love the I love the content, but sometimes these people with their content they kind of get a little too carried away with you know certain plays they watch, and they kind of just go overblown with their takes and kind of overreactionary takes, I would say. Uh-huh. But the one clip and one kind of take that's kind of got kind of, kind of carried away this week is um. Nick Bolton regressing. They say Nick Bolton's kind of regressed this season. And I thought it was kind of crazy when I saw that, but have you, you, 
Um, there's a few different people. I think uh, Zach Kaizen was the the one guy who who uh, who said who said a clip uh, who put a clip out talking about uh, his regression, and then a bunch of other people kind of carried on with that as well. So, what based on what you've seen about Nick Bolton, have you seen a regression? Uh, not personally, no. I mean, I, I think he, he's true. He's as stellar as always. I mean, what he he had 13 tackles last last game. You know, nine solo <laughs> is that regression? That I I don't know. I don't know what to what what I tell you. I mean, for real. So it, I think you know you check me out my stats, but I know that, that joke was all over the field making plays. Uh, if anything, you know, if he's the one making all those tackles, then you need to talk to the D line. That's that's one you need to address. But here we talking about maybe what three three weeks removed from being uh, defensive player of the week. So that's that's regressing. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't get that. I don't get that part of it. So what I've seen and, you know, what he had to deal with, if anybody has been as solid as, as anybody on the defensive side of the ball, it's been him. <laughs> I mean, he's a tackling machine. That's, that's what he does. He's a guy who's a leader. He's all over the field. He's making plays. He's always making plays. And so sometimes when, uh, you know, when you're going against, you know, teams that are pass happy, you know, he's got to do some more of the coverage, right? But when you're talking about sideline to sideline, he, I mean, Nick is, he's right there. He is right there. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say he's the biggest of guys, but he plays big. I mean, he, he he's all over the place. And so I don't know. Maybe it, it, that's people's opinion. Mine is different. And I'm looking at if if I'm sitting over here offensively and I'm checking about who's your guys, your studs on the defensive side of the ball, Kansas City, that guy in the middle, we need to stop. He's going to be all over the field. He's going to be making making tackles. So we got to make sure we get a hat on him to the second level. We got to make sure we get him, okay, because he, he's the anchor of the defense. You know, Chris Jones is also in the middle. But, hey, when everything goes to that second level, Nick Bolton, he's going to be right there on the tackle. He's going to be all over the place. So, you know what? Sometimes I think, and this is what we this is what we got to be careful in doing. All right, let's just be honest here. Is when when you suffer a loss, it's like people trying to find things to blame. It's like it's always trying to find something like, hey, well, this one right or this one right, and this okay, you can find one or two plays and. And, and and magnify that to say this was not uh you know his best play or he's you know regressing and all no oh, man I, I just don't buy that at all I don't and like I said if I see somebody all over the field man it's 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 Nick Bolton I do uh but like I said if if it's something that like the okay if if you we're getting gassed in the middle uh the job of the defensive tackles is to make sure that those linemen and whatnot don't get it on him. They don't get to the second level. And so if they get to the second level and they, you know, they're they're kind of muddling, you know, it up for him to see what lanes to run through and how to get around, then we need better D line play. That's just let's just call it what it is. Mm-hmm. That's the reality of it. It all starts up front. It all starts in the trenches. And somebody who's sitting there saying that doesn't understand that right there, it has to be D line play to stop the run. You got to take two. You got to be in the gap. All these things is technique, you know, is 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 discipline. All those things have to happen. Guys got to play at a high level. Okay, you want your linebackers to run free and start making plays. You got to win up front. Mm-hmm. Period. So, I just I haven't seen anything like that. 
You know, so uh, I'll look back over the film. But what I see in my eyes, Nick Bolton's still making plays. Period. Bottom line. So. Yeah, I um, I'm trying, I'm trying to find the tweet. Yeah, Zach Eisen was the was the uh, the the person. Um, and he said Chiefs fans are going to be mad at this, but Nick Bolton has taken a step back this year. Was it was a tweet followed by clips of him, you know, getting pushed back in the Buffalo Bills game, for for example. I mean, I, I, I've seen that, but thirteen for nine, uh, three weeks removed from being a defensive uh, player of the week. Aggressive. <laughs> Uh, he's third okay. in the league. He's third in the league in solo tackles too, as well. Third in the league, really? In the enti- entire NFL? Well, okay, he's tied. He's tied for second with three other people. Oh, it's even better. Yeah. Okay, tied for second. Well, shoot, and he's regressing. No, man. <laughs> I I do know. Uh, that's a silly comment. I do know that. That's silly. Yeah. 13 for hold on. I think I put that 13 for nine. I think I looked that in my notes. Yeah, 13. He, he had nine solo on uh Sunday. Nine solo mm-hmm. by himself. That's what solo means, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just okay. Yeah. Right, I'm just making sure I understand, you know, <laughs> English language is how this thing is, man. It's like sometimes, man, the misguided, you know, uh feel of like wanting to be upset about certain things like that's i see how that like when when this kind of comes out it's like nitpicky on things mm-hmm. and they're saying it and it's like okay we got a loss here we were four and two four and two four and two could easily be like they said a couple field goals away you know and stop the bills and stop get the ball at the end we six and oh mm-hmm. we six and oh yeah but Hey man, let's nitpick everybody. Somebody's regressing. Somebody ain't good enough. Somebody, all right. Let's just let's just be truthful and let's see things for what they are. All right. Uh, I don't know. Nick Nick Bolton is still playing at a high level to me. Mm. Okay. So I'll watch him this Sunday. I'm gonna go back and watch him last week, the last two weeks. Yeah, please do. Uh, yeah. I, I please do it and, and please say something because I I I feel like it's the bad. It's the it's the negative. It's not like anything. It's the negative that gets propped up uh, from people. And I think people think also by saying negative comments, the negative comments are the ones that are going to get you more retweets, more likes. Like, oh, I think so-and-so's. It's like having a, a, a crazy take. Like, oh, really? You think Nick Bull is taking a step back this year? Well, why right. is that? He you know, he had nine tackles last week. How, how is he taking a step back? Well, here's a play here where he gets uh, driven back a few yards. Yeah. I mean, Let, let's just – yeah, let's just be selective on what plays we want to put out there. Mm-hmm. I guarantee every single play, guys are going to win and lose in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's just that's that's how it works. Guys are going to win or lose in the NFL. I guarantee you, watch any guy, every single snap, he's going to take an L on one of those snaps or two of those or several of those snaps. Okay, I just know that sucker had nine solo tackles. Mm-hmm. That's not regression. Mm-mm. Okay, that isn't so. Yeah, I mean, and if you look at his numbers, we say he's tied for second in the league, but like, you know, n- nine solo against Buffalo, seven against Vegas, um, six against Tampa. Uh, he had six solo against Indianapolis on top of two sacks in that game. Two, so sacks. two sacks for a middle linebacker. That was that was that was the defensive player of the week. That's yeah. when he was there for that. Yeah, I remember that week. 
Yeah, and, and I'm sure that person was tweeting great things about Nick Bolton then, and then uh, all two weeks later, oh, he's really regressed. It's like, yeah. okay. Oh, oh, it's his fault. Oh, okay. It's his fault. Mm. He's regressing. Really? Yeah. All right. Okay. Hey, man. Everybody got their opinion. Yeah. That's man. mine. I'm, I'm, sp- I'm spouting mine. I'm spouting yep. mine. I know when I'm sitting over here and I'm, I'm stopping guys and I'm putting in my game plan, I'm watching out for that guy. Mm-hmm. I know, I know who, who is tied for second in the, in the league for, uh, uh, for tackles, right? Solo tackles. I know that. I guarantee if you don't get on this guy, what he's going to do. So yeah. I, we, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I, I'm going to say that we, we, I never forget this. We were uh, playing Chicago Bears, okay, and Brian Urlacher was a little linebacker. You know, he just kind of years, and the coach came in. Oh man, you know he's he don't have it anymore. He regressed and all of this, and you know he, he just didn't run like he used to. That sucker had like twenty five tackles, six sacks. I mean, I'm, obviously I'm you know, but he was all over the field. I'm talking about he was. You can hear the hits. I'm like, man, is this you were talking about him? This this guy right here was the one that you said lost a step, came on the side out of Sonnet. Everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. It was a lie. Oh what, man. What what year was that? 03? I I don't know. I don't know what year it was. I, I'm not sure, but I know what it was. That sucker was all over the field. Like he he was hitting he was hitting the water boy the cheerleaders everybody he, everything that was moving out there he was hitting <laughs> he was hitting so I remember that I was like that's a lie I don't know who where you got your scouting report at but Dad got it he must have heard it or something like that but that was he he was all over the field I uh, I looked uh, I I found a Chiefs Bears O three mm-hmm. uh, he had seven tackles and a sack that game. Seven solo tackles in a sack that game. And then you guys played him again, I believe your last year there, 07. Yeah. It might have been it. Yeah. That's, uh, he, had, he had, and yeah, he was definitely older in his career. He had nine total tackles, eight solo tackles in a sack that game. It's like I load the field. I'm trying to tell you, it's like it looked like he made every tackle. I'm literally, you know, older now. No, he, he can't run like, Shoot. all right, don't tell him that. Mm. He don't know that. <laughs> he, didn't get, he didn't get that memo. That's funny. Well, it's too like if you look at like if you look at Gay and so now we have Gay back. Gay and Bolton are two guys that are always all over the field. Like they're literally yeah. in on every tackle. Like, oh, who made that tackle? You see the pot you know, underneath them. It's like oh, it's either fifty or thirty-two every time. Right, sideline to sideline, man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I just feel like sometimes after a loss, people want to point out negatives. So they they look for something that might be obscure that you may, you may not hear a lot. Like oh, right. he's bad. No at doubt. This. Yeah, right, yeah. no doubt, no doubt, it's going on. So, uh, you know, bringing bringing supposedly attention to a, you know a non-issue or uh, or yeah. you know the factor. I just whatever, whatever, man. Yeah, non-issue for sure, and like, and and the only I think the one thing we talked about the post-game show is that one issue is like, oh, we need to find a new kick return because we're not, you know, we're not getting we're not getting enough out of that kick return spot. You know, maybe get more touchbacks. Or find someone uh, uh, that, that can run that position, and I've heard no, the kind of radio silence on that on that on that issue. And I, I think that's crickets. Yeah, and that's crickets. more of an issue than Nick Bolden regressing. 
Right. And the reason that is because it's not sexy. It's not a sexy part of exactly you know, uh, football. Mm-hmm. They won't talk about the return game, which is so important for field position. Mm-hmm. Field position. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're taught to run it out of the, the end zone. And remember, we we talked about this during the preseason. I'm like, well, why do we keep running out of the end zone? Oh, they're taught that and they're just getting them ready. You're teaching them bad habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's come back and we see it. I've said that. Okay. I that got it. Oh, hello, special teams coach here. Play mm-hmm. special teams. You teaching bad habits. Mm-hmm. It's not good. No bueno. It's no good. And so all of a sudden you start seeing somebody who, who doesn't have any wiggle back here, right? I don't mind talking about that. Yeah. You know, that's not Pacheco's strong suit. It's not Scott Moore's strong, you know, strong suit. Mm-hmm. But Cole Hardman, that's a strong suit. He has a much better strong suit, you know, doing those things like that. I'd rather put him back here, him up a punt or something like that. As opposed to guys who are not getting no yards and putting it into a bad position. Yeah. Patrick shouldn't have to drive 80 yards down the field each and every play. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't have to do it every series. He shouldn't. Yeah. Or the touchdown. Or even go 90. We, we, we had to go 90 sometimes. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know how much psychologically what that, that puts on the offense? Dude, believe me. Yeah, that's, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. I'm like, man, do your job. How about that? How about we get some some field goal or, or you know uh some yardage yeah, we get some, yeah. make life easier for our, our offense yeah, make it easier right get on the short field hey get to the 40 man you only get 60 yards ago man you know how much we've set up our oh, 60 yards oh yeah absolutely matter of fact we only need really not the 60 shoot just to get you about 20 or 30 so we can kick it yeah you no know, now you're you know the position to kick a field goal yeah right so we got strong leg mr strong legs back yeah Come on, man. Baby steps, like, JD. Just, just take just, just take touchbacks. <laughs> we'll, we'll drive 75 yards instead of drive 90 yards. <laughs> right. Hey, man. Like that. Done. Mm-hmm. It's in the end zone. Let it go. Yeah. But that in, it, it, that's not talked about enough. And, and it was it was so glaring with the Colts. They were talking about just like the field goals that he missed, but it wasn't about the returns. Like the whole aspect of like a football game is the three aspects that got to work together. Mm-hmm. Got to work in one accord. Offense, defense, and special teams. Mm-hmm. That's your three phases of the game that has to be on point all the time. And you can't miss out on one yeah. and feel like the other one's supposed to make that up. That's not fair. It's not fair for the other, other team to be doing things like that. It's not. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the Colts game, it was highlighted like, you know, the special teams blunders, the muff punt, you know, the missed kicks, the, the go for and fourth down, but like the return game, it's something, yeah, it's it's, it's not being talked about at all. Um, it, it, it was happening two or three weeks ago. Nobody said nothing. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about it. So, and, and we got called out for even pointing it out during the preseason. Oh, they're told to do that. Okay. So what? Like that. But, so that's the issue then. No, it's not the checkers. It's not the checkers fault. He's being told that, but maybe it's right. let's, let's, let's highlight the special teams coach. Uh, maybe we shouldn't be telling them to do it. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't be teaching them bad habits. Maybe we shouldn't be doing that. Mm-mm. I get, you know, at the end of the half, and it's still this knowing, you know, where you are. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, if you got a, you know, some some seconds at the end of the half or something, you're trying to get some yards, maybe make a play. I get that part. I get that. But if if it's not, and you just whew, no, yeah. oh my gosh, that that right there when I'm. Yeah, that pisses me off. Every time I'm sitting, I'm just like, what are we doing? Yeah. Shoot. 
I know as an offense, we go out, we want field position. Yeah. What's going on? Like, hey, man, but hey, Tobes, what's what's happening? We want we want field position, buddy. Mm-hmm. Dude, rest his arm every once in a while. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, and I wonder if Pat Patrick's ever gone up to him and said, like, yo, like just let them just let them they t- let them kneel the ball in the end zone. Like, we don't need a freaking uh, returnist. Um I promise you that it's been eye rolls and oh my gosh, I promise you that. Like, here I we go, get, here we go again, type shit. Absolutely, I guarantee that. I I that I have no doubt about. Believe me, no doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, someone's got to give it. And, and two, you know, I, I think two's been a, a good coach. You know, I, I, I think maybe this whole like taking out of the end zone. I, I feel like maybe that bit, it's been a tube rule his whole career. But like, dude, you don't have Devin because he used to be the Chicago Bears uh, special teams coach. You don't have Devin Hastery. You don't have Tyreek. Yeah, right. You don't, you don't on, have man. those guys back there, dude. <laughs> right. It's a big. It's a big difference. We have guys who aren't kick returners, kick returning for us. You don't. You don't have them take it out of the end zone. Now, if if you have a guy, okay, who's on the practice squad and still Ely, right? Ely's a guy that got he's got that little yes. wiggle room, but he he's he's not the fifty three man. He's not yeah. he's not he's not moved up. He got that ability. So, other than that, yeah. Hey, it should, it should be rules by your personnel, not not a full on flat rule, but based on your personnel, you either let it go. Or you return it because I think you can take us to you can take it to the house. But if you're a guy who's really doesn't really show much wiggle or east west movement, let's 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 let's, let's take it. let take it to twenty five. That's right. good. That's good for me. Yeah, yeah. But ho- ho- you know, hopefully we don't have to deal with that anymore. Hopefully there's, there's no more of this. Maybe after this game, maybe it's a wake up call in the special teams room. I don't know. We'll, ho- hopefully we don't have to address this again. But ooh, if it does, I hope we get some uh, videos and. Uh, uh, BS tweets on on that because that like, that's an issue. Whereas we're talking about Nick Bowen regressing, which is nonsense. Right, you got you got to do something. But I, and I get that you know sometimes you guys got to earn their you know they're living they got to earn. It's like oh well we got to put this guy here right. We got we got to justify why we have him up here playing. Yep. Right. Yep. That's that's a reality too. So. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Okay. So our final topics are game prediction. Uh, Chiefs are currently a two and a half point favorite at San Francisco on Fox Fox's America Game of the Week, which is at four twenty five on Sunday, which is the Super Bowl LIV rematch, Super Bowl fifty four rematch. Um, Chiefs actually interesting about this. Chiefs opened up as a four point favorite, but now the line stands at two and a half point favorite as of today. JD, who do you have, and what are the keys to victory on Sunday against the San Francisco Forty ers uh, key to victory. Obviously, I got the Chiefs winning. Uh, but you know, main points three of them. Number one, most important, keep Patrick Mahomes upright. Okay, bottom line, keep him upright. That way, he can take him out. He can go ahead and and slice up the defense. Keep Patrick Mahomes upright. Number two, stop the runs. Stop Debo. Get pressure uh, on on Garoppolo. That's your second point. That's another key for victory. Okay. Number three, hey, play at a high level all the time. 
Don't take a series off. You look to score every single series that you're out there, offensively, defensively, taking nobody for granted. Every single every time you go out there, it's going for blood. And I'm not just talking about the players. I'm talking about the coaches too. I'm talking about you out there to make a statement. You're talking about you focused up. We are going in to wreak havoc uh, in, in San Fran, period, bottom line. Okay? So that's that's what it is. So we're talking about saying focus. Patrick said it. Focus up. Okay? Key to victory. Focus up. Okay? For 60 minutes. 60 minutes focused up. And that's going to be the key to victory. And I'm looking at right now uh, 34-17. Ooh, all right. I'm, I'm, pin drop, it, there it is. <laughs> so, maybe I'm, 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 I'm amped over here. I'm, I'm just amped. I'm just and be playing around with us. I mean, yeah, they just lost to you know an inferior team in uh, Atlanta. And the interesting part was Mariota only threw 14 passes in that game. They went, he went 13 to 14. And they won by two touchdowns in that game. That's crazy, right? Well, if Mariota's doing it like that, then I hey shoot. Patrick Mahomes ought to have him an absolute field day. Yeah. It's true. Uh over under as far as total points in that game is 48 and a half points. So you have over with 51. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, had we, 30, I had 31 to 17 first, but I, I just at 34 just kind of sung to me a little bit. Mm. Right. I'm gonna stick with it. I'm stick with it 34. I like it. I, I'm I'm all about that. If we can put 34 points on this defense, which everyone was loving for the first four weeks of the season, um, that's that's pretty impressive. It's an impressive mark. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we at right. least gonna put 31. I got that too for real. What's that? I said we're gonna at least get 31 for sure. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm all about that. Um, do we get a hundred yard rusher this game, or what, what are you thinking? <laughs> Ooh, ooh. I, I guess, okay, who leads the way between the three? McKinnon, CH, or Abacheck? Uh, ooh. McKinnon going back, though. You That's know, true. Listening. Yeah, McKinnon going back. Uh, I think CH is going to have a good one. I think he's going to have a good one. I think I think you're going to bring all three in, change your pace. Abacheck mm. uh, is going to get a little bit of his, too. He's going to get a little, couple little looks, mm. some juice. He might get about six carries. Six carries for Pacheco. I'm going to say uh, 10 or 8 for CH. And I think McKinnon might get about six. Who was it, 12? I said, that's 20 carries. That's what I'm looking at. That's what it came down to, Marcus. That's my math. 20 carries. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, it's funny I, when I was looking at the the Bears uh, game, uh, the 0-3 one, uh, which we won thirty one to three. The two thousand seven one, we lost twenty to ten. But the thirty one to three one, your boy, uh, your boy Babes had a, had a catch for twenty yards in that game. Oh, did he? Yeah. I, actually, you know what he did? I remember that. <laughs> Babes run the boy. That joker. <laughs> Babes catch ball now. That's for sure. It must have been with with Collins though, because Collins had went three for three for forty one yards when he came in. So yeah, he must have been one of the catches that he had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, babes, Billy Baber. Yeah, <laughs> and that full game is actually on YouTube. So if you want to, anybody wants to watch some retro uh, Bears Chiefs from two thousand three, it's fully on YouTube. So go ahead and check that out. Oh shoot, I might go check it out there and see what it's all about. <laughs> 
But all right, fellas. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week. Well, actually, we'll see you guys uh, Sunday for the postgame show right after the San Francisco 49ers and Chiefs play. And then that'll be our bye week. And then you'll see us again next, the, fo- the following Thursday for our uh, to preview um, week, is that week nine? This is this is week seven, bye week, week eight, week nine. Yeah. So preview to preview week nine. Um, and so who do we play week nine? Mm. Next time, the next time you see us after the the post game show, ah Tennessee. So we oh, play okay. bye week, then we got Tennessee. So yeah, no uh, post game show with us. We'll buy week break. We'll have we'll have some goodie. We'll have some videos on the uh, on the on the YouTube channel, so you guys can uh, stay up to date with different things that are going on with Chief Concerns. But um, you'll see us again for week nine for the preview show. But don't don't forget post game show on uh, on Sunday after the, the Chiefs 49ers game. So we'll see you guys then. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.